Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Heather. And I'm Tom. Welcome to ShareSpark TV. Where we break down the impact of digital media on news, pop culture, and the world around you. ShareSpark TV is a new show streaming live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And today is episode two. Woo! What's up, Tom? There's a lot that's up. <laughs> There's a lot that's up. There's so much that's up because the first show was super fun, and now we have a whole second show followed by, hopefully, you know, uh, more shows. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, what did we just spend the past half hour doing? Yeah, we spent the last half hour trying to take our uh, super fancy promo photo yes. for our show. Tried. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but we're a two-man show here. Well... One man, one woman. But uh, th there isn't anybody behind the cameras. It's, it's us. So we had to like run back and snap the photos. So, but it was fun. Yeah, it was super fun. I don't know how useful <laughs> any of them will be, but they're there. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of photos, today's uh, story that we're going to start with is what if the meme gods chose you? If I could be so lucky. Actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well. I don't know. Because I feel like for me, if I woke up one day and I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw my face on something that someone else just had done something with, I would feel weird. So here's the thing about, I teach high school digital media. Okay. Uh, the way students turn in all their stuff is a shared server that I set up where they can pick things up and they can, they can drop nice. stuff off. Awesome. Yep. Our audio is working. <laughs> and last year, at the end of the year, well not the end of the year, in the middle of the year, I discovered a folder. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> Mr. Buck memes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and? And they were magnificent. <laughs> I mean, they were terrible and I felt bad about myself for till now, but it was great. But it was in a safe it was, environment. It was a safe environment. It was funny. It was lighthearted, I'm sure. I understood the context. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was lighthearted, so it was very different. It was, you know, when your friend says, man, you're such an idiot, that's versus yeah. someone else saying, you're such an idiot. Yes, like, exactly. Just like Same that. words, different yeah. things. So let's talk about uh, the story that I found on Twitter a little bit earlier. Uh, this was posted two days ago. Um, basically, some guy was trying, some guy tried to make a meme, and the meme was, it was one of those versus memes, so it was girls, what was it? Hold on, let me pull it up. It was girls I like. Girls I like versus. Girls who like me. Yes. So, this is Girls I Like, okay, and we're going to show the... So, but this isn't girls, this is, this is the guys saying. Yeah, <laughs> yes, let's clarify that. This is the, the person who So the guy who posted it. it, posted this picture of a woman in a bikini and said, Girls I Like. Yeah. And then he posted a follow-up that said, Girls Who Like Me, and he posted this picture, which is a different picture. Yes, this is a different picture, and I forgot who... Her name is, but she's actually a like positive body image blogger. So her comeback was it was the wrong person to mess with. Yes, really? exactly. She had a four word comeback, and all it said was "I don't like you." And the internet, everyone was like dropping mics everywhere, like "Whoa!" I think. Um, and so that's what I want to talk about is like what. That guy clearly just took any person's photo. Yeah, just totally random photo and turned it into a thing. And turned it into a thing. And turned him into, like, a pariah. Yeah. 
Exactly. And then his, <laughs> the response is, so that was girls, girls I like, girls who like me, and then the internet's response was, these are the girls who Great. like you, um, after this post, which was uh, just a brick wall. That was empty <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that's great. Like, that should be the response. And I love that that's the internet's response. So it's I love like, it. It is great. I don't know. I love that people can engage with that. So why are we talking about that? Well, I, I think that because there isn't, you, you don't have to ask permission to be able to use someone's photo, likeness, content. So, how, okay, let's back up even. How does that even work? So I think at this point in 2017, like, we've all engaged with memes on some level. Yes. And they're pictures, and they usually have text on them that give them some kind of context. And where do those pictures come from? Exactly. Yeah, where do you think those pictures come from? That's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. Even if your channel is private, I mean, you don't know. Anyone can take a screenshot or a screen capture. And, I mean, I've, I've done that, but I've always used, you know, like if I'm talking about Tom, for example, in one of my videos, then I just screen capture. Right him and that's fine but you know i wouldn't like photoshop him on like something else you know and <laughs> but that but the thing is like people can do that all the time and i don't know how often you see memes i see like i work in a high school like i see i a swim lot of memes. through memes yeah. to get to my classroom in the morning yeah <laughs> and luckily the students are only interested in the dankest of memes the as dankest. they say <laughs> i barely know what that means but i just pretend like i do so, if you were her, I think she had a great comeback, and she was, I mean, it helps that she's a positive body blogger, and she's used to yes, being a presence on the internet, um, and I'm sure she's heard it before, she knows how to deal with it, but, like, what would you do? What would you do? If I were her? If you, were, you just woke up, and you were, you became a meme that, like, you weren't okay with. Like, I love how she responded to it, but. So, okay. I think there's two ways, two ways to approach it. Because in this case, yeah. this was an interesting case where she woke up, she was, this is almost on the, on the verge of like a meme versus just like a viral post. Because she knew exactly where it originated. <laughs> and so you can contact the originator and say, and throw your forward comeback at them. Right. That's but, true. That's true. But if it's, it, it's like a couple years ago, there was this photo of Beyonce at the, like doing a Super Bowl halftime show. Oh yeah, that was she, such a thing. I wish, I don't have it right now, but. She, she was in the middle of like a dance routine, and someone just snapped like a, a photo of her where it just was in the not most unflattering. Yeah. like she's in the middle moves. of like moving between eight yes. dance moves in the middle of this crazy routine, and her PR people anyway it went online, and her PR people said this picture needs to be taken off the internet, and they just sort of shouted that into the internet, the internet, um, which there is no like there's not like the meme headquarters. That's the thing. And so the internet, as in the online community, responded by going, "Oh." You want us to get rid of this? This one? This photo? It's going to go everywhere now. Yeah. And it, like, it blew up into this thing. It's still around. It was, like, four years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that... that So that goes off of, like, nothing disappears. It goes off of nothing disappears, and it goes up... If you wake up and found yourself, wait, there's a me and a, and a photo for a meme that I don't at all like. You know, if I know who's posting it, I can retaliate against them in some way. Or, that's, that's a harsh thing. But I can at least, like engage with them in some way yes whereas if i if it's just like i go and this thing is just popping up like all oh, like over Beyonce's case yeah like who do you go to how do you cope with it i have no idea <laughs> and that's crazy i feel like that's crazy that there is no answer to that question 
You know, like, th- this is, like, one of those things that scare people from putting themselves out there because stuff like that can happen. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Scared of putting themselves out there because people might react and discover it. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> What do you guys think? What do you guys think? What if you woke up as a meme? How would you feel about it? I mean, I know it totally depends on what the meme was or is, but I don't know. What do you guys think? We're trying to in here in the comments. I mean, I can tell you about my friend who became a meme. Tell me in about the meantime. your friend. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> that you know someone who became a meme. This is exactly like, what happened. It's, I've got a friend. <laughs> I'm going to, like, bring this up. I, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, unnamed friend who I will call... Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to actually, like, say his thing. But I got a friend who's really into cycling. And he got, he got really into cycling, like, eight years ago. He lost, like... 200 and something pounds, became a totally different person, opened up a whole new world of, like, fitness, and now he's, like, genuinely, like, this ultra-competitive, like, I think it's cyclocross and, like, just crazy. Whoa. Just He's amazing. Um, and before one race, he just took a picture of himself, and it was sort of like a jokey picture because you have, like, your helmet and your glasses, and no matter what, you look serious when you do that, so he took, like, a serious-looking picture and just posted on his Facebook going, like, whatever, like, I'm about to crush this race. I yeah. forget what the post was. It was. I'm sure it was cooler and more articulate than that, because he's cooler and more articulate. <laughs> Please don't hate me. <laughs> um, Did you make the meme? <laughs> I, I didn't. But he posted it on Facebook, and that's where it originated. And so a few days later, he popped up as the angry cyclist, which was this meme that just had his face in the middle of it. And then it was stuff like... Um, you know, complains about fair use of roads, takes up the entire lane, you know, like... Oh, my god! Ridicules other people for their beliefs, goes out in public wearing spandex. And it was just every cyclist wow. cliche you can think of. And it was, like, it was everywhere for, like, a month or two. It was genuinely, like, a thing. And if you go, like, you can look it up, and there's, you know, there's, like, hundreds of them with his face. And he didn't condone can I, this. Can I ask, like, how he felt about it? I don't... I mean, he, he knows, like, luckily... Did you, like, find it, and you're, like... Oh my gosh, Yes. you? Yes, but he had already known about it, okay. but obviously he wasn't like bragging about it. Right. And so his reaction, because he... Oh my gosh, this is so fast. And he's like the worst, because he's, he's an English major, slash writer, slash former med major. Basically, he's like the most analytical, critical person that you can think of. So if he sees something, he's going to break it down 10,000 different ways and like look for the logic behind it. But he also like understands context and understands the internet pretty well. And so it was kind of the thing like... I think it bothered him a lot. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't as offensive as like the girl who I like me like body shaming. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think he was like, "This is annoying. I don't like it. I'm gonna find out who did it, and I'm gonna throw some words at him." But otherwise, like, it is what it is. It's the internet. Like, right. I put my picture on social media. No one forced me to do that, and the internet did stuff with it. So I think this is this is one of those cases where I can say I'm happy that I do vlog because it it comes down to like. I feel like the more content you put out there, you can control your personal narrative. And that's because if someone were to take something that I have out of context, well, I have 260 videos that you can look up on YouTube that I feel like do a good job of portraying the, like me as authentically as possible. And so even like, even like I'm at the point on YouTube where my subscribers, fans, followers, will actually defend me in the comments, which is great. Well, that's nice. It's really <laughs> cool. So I feel like that's what would happen, you know? But I In mean, your I, case. I, yeah. I yeah. don't know for sure. 
But your channel is also built on positivity and like your message is come with me as I share something with you and it's all through a lens of positivity and even the hard times are. Right. And that, that's kind of what happened to her too. Yeah. Because because she's like the positive body blogger, you know, a lot of her followers like came in and, you know, interneted response back to him. So she had been someone who had like a more negative, was seen in a more negative light yes. in the public sphere. It could have been different maybe. Yeah. Or people wouldn't have reacted as harshly, like if she were an unknown person. Right. So I guess, like, to the people who are scared of putting themselves out there because things like that might happen, I guess I w what I would say is, like, you know, maybe put more of yourself out there like I have, and that's why. It's because, like, you can, I don't know, counteract that. I've got two follow-ups. Okay, well, I've got a follow-up point, follow-up question. Okay, go. <clears throat> follow-up point. Uh, I forgot it. Oh, I keep counting on the table. Correct. Uh, follow-up question. <laughs> no, I totally did forget my follow-up point. No, my follow-up point was this, actually. I totally remember it. Because um, what you're talking about is exactly... It doesn't... The meme thing almost doesn't matter. With anything in your life, if you don't tell your story, someone else will. Oh, I love it. Yep. Or nobody else will. And that's kind of your key. And so that's fine in everyday life, but when you're dealing with the digital realm, you, you, can, you find people who are sometimes like meme celebrities or internet celebrities and they don't even know about it. Yeah. Which is fine and it doesn't really affect some of them. But if it's in a negative light or it's in something that could be damaging to your, to your job, your career, your, your whatever, then it's really important that you do take control of the narrative of your life so that people don't do that for you. Yes. And that does involve putting yourself out there in ways that are different and ways that are hard to kind of understand traditionally. Yeah, and like going off of that, that that's what that's a huge reason that I preach to people who are like applying for a job, especially. Like I used to have a resume writing business and they asked me to write a resume, but I'm like, Well, do you have social media? Are you on LinkedIn? Do you have a digital presence? Because to me it's like I feel like we're at the point where you can put an Instagram handle or some kind of social media platform URL at the top of your resume and if I were to get resumes and I saw that I wouldn't even bother with the rest of the resume. I, well, I just Google people, first of all. Right. You know? And everybody does, and every organization does, yeah. or most do. Yep, exactly, definitely. And that's going off what Tom said, being able to tell your story. Like You could be the one to tell your story. So That's the whole key. So my second question, because we just jumped in going like, ah, this guy tweeted a meme, 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 meme. Yeah. So what's a meme? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I would define it, honestly. I think, I think the, the definition has changed because I remember when the word first started popping up, probably like, popping up commonly, it was probably like 2012 or so, 2011, okay. 12. Yeah. That's where it was like, it became a thing and people were arguing, is it pronounced meme? Is it pronounced meme? -me? Yeah. And I remember there were like some definitions that, cause like planking, do you remember planking? Yes. Where people would just go like lay stiff, like a board on things. Yes. It's the weirdest fat ever. It would be like if you walked in here and someone was just laying straight across this desk for no reason, just like a board and not doing anything. And that was a huge that internet was thing. Yeah. I came into my classroom one day and there was a kid on my podium just <laughs> sitting there. I was like, of course, like, the internet is here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, and that was called a meme, but that wasn't digital at all. Yeah. People were like filming it and posting right, it Right, that about. was a meme. That was a meme. So what is a meme then? So See, because I, I, I didn't know what a meme was until I was like, okay, digital meme. Like this, like if I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, whatever, like that meme, that's a meme to me. Do you know what I mean? Right. And what I hear being used now, because again, since I got my finger on the pulse of youth by working with students, 
and I can pretend I understand half the words they say. Um, <laughs> they, they refer to, which when I say they, I'm referring to students in grades 9 through 12, so ages 13 through 18, refer to a meme as basically anything that's a picture that has text on or around it. Me too. That's a meme. Yeah. It has nothing to do with how... I kind of had thought that a meme was something like my friend's angry cyclist one, where you see the same picture over and over again, but it has different text. But it's all related to the same theme. Like... But I think that's a meme, too. Yeah, it is. But I think that was, like, the more traditional sense. Because now I'm seeing stuff like, look at this meme I found. And it's like, it's a one-time... This is a weird... This is a weird conversation to have. But it's a one-time, like, oh. thing. Like, it's a screen caption that says, you know, like, me when the boss says I can leave early on Friday. And it's like a monkey <laughs> running out of the zoo or something. Yeah, but like, I, oh, I okay. feel like that all falls under. Yeah, it, it yeah. does now because the definition has broadened so much. So, yeah. to what it means to become a mean or a meme, <laughs> a mean meme. Is, or to have the internet gods choose you, yeah. like, it could mean anything. It could mean you're this thing that's, like, there's a thousand different versions posted everywhere. It could mean it's just one goofy picture. But a meme to me, okay, so it is a picture with text, but it's something that, like, you can relate to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's what makes it a meme, because it can't just be a picture of text, because then that's, like, a poster, you know, or something. Yeah, or like, courage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So a meme is something where it's like, it resonates with people. I wish I could be more... Well, no, it's related. Like the, like the goofy example I just gave, where then you see, you see this all the time. If you go... But why is the plank a meme? Do you see what I'm saying? Like that's, Yeah, okay. It is, it's, a, it's like an inside joke, kind of, that you get. It's a, bra, it's a broadly understood inside joke. Yes. And, but... So, like, right now, I was going to say right now, but not right now. After this show, when you go back to your Facebook feed, if you, if you scroll through, you're going to see things that say, like, me when the boss says leave early on Friday, and it's, it is, it's like a dog, like, running out the house really quick or something. And you're like, <laughs> okay, this is bizarre, but you get it because you understand, like, oh, it's Friday, you hilarious. good early weekend, and the dog looks like he's excited, but dogs don't have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, some dogs do, but there's even a whole show about it. <laughs> but anyway, most dogs don't have jobs. But then there's the other memes like planking where it's just sort of like, I mean, okay. There's things like planking, there's stuff like the ice bucket challenge, the mannequin challenge. Are those memes? Those like... No. Those aren't memes. So like the those Harlem Shake. Memes. No. But why is the planking a meme and why is the ice bucket challenge not a meme? If you remember the ice bucket challenge. If we're talking about anything that happened more than six months Actually, ago, it's then, history. I don't think, then I don't think planking is a meme. I think it's a... a I don't think planking is a meme. Let's, let's, let's look it up. No, I don't think it is. Let's see what the internet has to say about this. I mean, planking has a whole page on the Know Your Meme website. I didn't even know, you, know that no... Know Your Meme? You have not gone... It's the Wikipedia of memes. Is it really? Yeah, planking is a photo fad which involves lying face down with yes, arms to the sides. Yes, it's a photo fad. It's like an internet thing. It's like a hashtag thing, you know, like... Yes. Yeah. There's even but rules. I wouldn't say it's like a, a meme. But, so then what, so a meme has to, a meme is digital then in, in our new definition of meme. Here, look, let's see what Wikipedia says, what's a meme. Is Wikipedia a reliable source? Is that where you get your fake news? Well, I'm, I just typed into Google. An element of a culture or system of behavior that may be considered to be passed from one individual to another by non-genetic means, especially imitation. So That's... Planking's, planking's a meme. It's imitation. Yeah. It has, it has nothing to do with the digital realm, according to that. Right. So, 
Okay, I see. It's almost like a fad. Yeah. So like yeah. baggy pants is a meme. I don't like that is copied and spread rapidly. A humorous image, video, piece of text, etc., that is copied often with slight variations and spread rapidly by internet users. Okay, that's a very that, specific definition. To definition me number is two. What a meme is. Okay, so let's go off that definition then, because that's much more specific, much more easy to like yeah. unpack and and digest. Yeah. So, what do we do with that? <laughs> If you oh, woke up, like it's even a thing. Yeah, if you woke up in the morning and that was you, what would you? Well, see, it, to me, it goes back like idea. this. This, if anything, this is just more reason. This to me is a reason to be share sparks. Like I, I, I would hope, like, like you said, to tell your story. You know, because you can you can Photoshop me on whatever, but <laughs> like I have enough stuff out there where. It's fine. Like, I, I wouldn't care. It would still, like, annoy me. I still wouldn't want it to happen. <sighs> okay. I've had people take my stuff and use it, and it sucks. Do you have an example? Like, a, a specific one of a, of a... Like, people like people repost stuff on Instagram and, like, not ask. No. And then you see it, and, and it's like... they take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. So what and do you that, do? That, and that's the whole thing. That That's the whole point of, like, putting stuff out on the internet is, like, there's no... You can't, there's no like, oh, I guess there is copyright and trademark and stuff like that, and we can get into that, but it's so hard if you are just an individual with no lawyer and like you're not a business, you know, kind of like the whole Pepe the Frog thing, like the, the that's his name, right? I, sure. <laughs> anyway, there's a really popular meme called Pepe the Frog, I believe, and the owner of, or the artist who drew that is actually like going around and suing the people that are making money off of that meme because what's happening is a lot of uh, white supremacy groups are actually using it. So he wants to not have his art represent that, and he's actually going around. But there's plenty of other fan people of Pepe the Frog that are selling merch and making lots of money, but it's okay to him because it's, like, humorous and lighthearted and there's no, like, ill, like you know, bad intentions with it, but the, with the white supremacy groups, he's, like, shutting them down. And I think he can because he has the trademark on it. But if you don't, like, I mean, I guess, I don't know, is there a trademark on your photo? There is. So that, that, that brings back to the question of not only how do you respond to it, but, like, the girl, the, the photo that this girl had taken from her, um, where she's, like, that's clearly not, like, an iPhone snapshot, yeah, that's a professional, like, model photo. Yeah, or at least someone with a decent camera. It's clearly a photo that was, like, that she had, that she liked, that she posted somewhere because she liked it well enough. What recourse does she have, regardless of the content, but just the fact that someone took her photo and, you know, somebody else shared her photo, is there any recourse that you have? Like, what do you do? Well, see, okay, so she could... I like how she did it. I like how she responded, because she stayed in control of the situation. She did it, like in a very clever, witty way where it's like the internet's like, whoa, you just totally, like, you know, the guy, it clearly backfired in the guy's face, which she could have done, and what I think people who are not Sheriff's Park would have done is like, who do I sue? You know, like... Right. Who, like, who do you sue? Let's take it offline, and who do I need to call? Who do I need to write a letter to? You right. Know, to, like, make that not be a thing on the internet, and that's just not how you can do it. So, okay... And I think her way was more effective. It's like you, if I guess if you are attacked on the internet, you have to like stay digital or if you're like digitally, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, dang it. That'd be pretty. Yeah. Can I... You can do whatever you want, man. Can I, can I, can I break out of the mold and introduce a piece of digital literacy? Yeah, of course. <laughs> the cricket. The cricket. So, yeah, digital literacy. So I'm, I'm thinking as we're doing this, we were talking, we had these photos where we're like, let's share this. But we keep talking about, like, Pepe the Frog. What the hell is Pepe the Frog? If you do not know what it is, us talking about it is not going to clear it up. That's true. I have an idea. Yeah. I, I'm, and I'm sorry. I'm, we didn't talk about me No, doing dude. It. It's your, it's your show, too. I just want to break the fourth wall. Are we breaking the fourth wall right now? Well, not breaking the fourth wall, but I would like to adapt no the fourth wall. No signal. <laughs> what I'd like to do, even if this doesn't look super like pretty. We're counting on the, on the um, table. Yeah. Even if this doesn't look pretty, can I? Do you want to switch? If, yes, let's switch. Let's just let's be sure sparked right now. Yeah. Because what I think might be more helpful. Is see? Everybody? There you go. Hey, Multiple, multi-modes of communication. Guys, shows in development. But I think, but now, see, what we can do is I can just show you what we're talking about as we're talking about it, which is hopefully significantly more helpful. So, um, if you, like, can you explain, you just talked about this, you talked about memes, we talked about what memes are. Um, this is what you're talking about when you're talking about Pepe the Frog. Yep, that's that guy. That's Pepe the Frog. <sighs> and, you Type in Pepe the Frog memes. Okay. And then you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, Sherman L. Darden Jr. says, I'm still not very sure what a meme what memes are. If there is no text, Some of these are not appropriate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go to know your meme. Um, yeah. So we're, we're looking at... I mean, here we go. Like, it's, it's this weird... It's just a... I don't get it. Well, I mean, I don't get that one in particular, but basically, there is a guy who... <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, here, go down. Here, here. This one. Boom. Okay. So, the, and this, oh, this is Donald Trump treated, tweeted that one yes. of him as Pepe the Frog. Oh, here, Wendy. Like... When, well, this is like Wendy's using Peppy the Frog. Yeah, Wendy's the official corporation of hamburgers and yeah. redheaded children everywhere. Tweet it. Like, yeah. why? So, to answer the question of what is a meme, we can jump back. Like, we can jump back and bring that up. So, I mean, there's the definition of a meme, but it's, it's essentially. <laughs> it's essentially, if you've seen these. Oh, this, one, this one's good. The first these, one. This is these great. kinds of pictures. The first one. Is this, is this speak true to you right now? Yeah, dude. That's it. So there you go. If you're Heather, there you go. This is what you look at. You can't get fired if you don't have a job. So when you see things like this, <laughs> where it's a picture, there's something being communicated in the picture, and then there's text put over it that is probably not what was originally in the picture, but communicates a different relatable thing. And I've seen this guy's face on, on like, so many memes. Oh, my God. I think of this, like, <laughs> twice a day. Like, I... Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a meme. Meme it. Meme Does that it make sense, guys? Harry Kong, if you can damage someone's public image and show proof of damages resulted of it, it is possible, I believe, to sue. Okay. Um, I think Harry, clarify if I'm wrong. But uh, how do you show damages? Like it's hard. You yeah that, that, that in the internet world, like what does that mean? Loss of followers, like. So I mean, like. If you're a le if you're a legit, 
I don't know, like entrepreneur, where you have incomes and you have records of all of your stuff, you could yeah. potentially track where this thing happened, and this then, thing happened, and then it negatively affected my income, like, and there's a clear correlation between the two. Yeah. I don't okay. have that. I get that. I can see how that But most happen. of us don't have that. I mean, maybe that woman did because she, she was already running a positive yeah, like body image thing. Yes. But I don't have that. If someone took my face and put it on some dumb thing with some text that I didn't like... So what are you going to do about it, Tom? What I'm going to do about it is I'm going to jump in front of it and tell my story instead. Because just like with you... you know what I'm saying? Yes. So just like with you and your stuff, once you have... And it doesn't mean... It really doesn't mean you have to just be flooding social media with yourself. It just means you have to be in charge and literate enough where... when we, If I saw a picture of you and it was something really mean, I would know that's totally out of context. Because there's so much compelling evidence going the other way. I have, I have hundreds of hours of footage to prove that this is not who this person is because you've jumped out and taken control of your story. Yes. So that's what you're going to do. For example, Yeah. Um, not to bring it back to me, but like you and I are in two different places with, with our social media yes. journeys. So where are you at in yours? I'm all over social media. And you've been all over yeah, social media. Yeah, since like 2000, geez, four? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had MySpace. Yeah. But I, I only had my friends that I knew. So did I. I've only, only had, like until YouTube, it's only people that I've met in person. So Okay, so let's talk about YouTube. Like on Facebook, I don't add you unless I've met you in person. Like even my YouTube subscribers will try to add me and I'm like, nope. What changed with YouTube then? Like wh why, why was, what, what happened with YouTube for you? That's a good question. Um... I, I separated it because YouTube was only people I didn't know. I was able to be more authentic. Isn't that funny? Yeah. N <laughs> no, I mean, it is, it's funny. It's weird and it sounds weird, but I know 100% like what you mean. Like for a long time, like it was months. It took me months for me to share my YouTube vlog to Facebook because I just didn't want to get judged, dude. Yeah, but, like I could be judged by the internet. I don't mind. Yeah, you were you were being judged by the internet. Yeah, but I didn't want to be judged by people I knew because I I don't know I don't know why that was weird to me. Okay, so is this where you wanted to go with this? It is where I wanted to go with it because okay. because you've been doing that. You're in charge of that. You're in charge of your online image and presence, mm -hmm. like one hundred percent. And a lot of us aren't, or haven't been, or aren't enough. And it's like, how how much should you be? That totally depends. On the person. That totally depends on the person. But the, what I wanted to bring it to was my journey through, like, I'm not a huge social media person. Like, I signed up for Twitter in 2009. I have never twoted a tweet in my life. And, like, I have, I have a Twitter for my school program that I run. Yeah. And I, t I remember to tweet, like, every four weeks or something. Uh -huh. Because I just, like, I just don't, it just doesn't occur to me. But then YouTube pops up. And I love media. And I love movies and video and that's what I teach and that's what I work in all day and like I've been wanting like a YouTube channel forever and but it's scary to like share stuff with people because yeah. they could judge you and your people in your real life could find out and that they find you're a dork that talks to your camera with no one around but see and that's the, I think the the leap that most people have to make is that they don't want to share it's the same thing that I went through like people don't want to share certain things with the people that they know but to me what is the most liberating thing and and the potential of digital media is is sharing your journey with people that you don't know. Like that's that's the point, you know. Like why why bother creating the internet 
where you can connect with anyone anywhere anytime if you're just going to connect with the people that you know. Yeah, and that's what like, you told bother with That's it. basically what you told me like 12 minutes after we met. <laughs> <laughs> where you're like, like the answer for everything it. is to start a vlog, like post a video about it, like document yeah. it, do it. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then your answer was do it, do it, do it. And I sent you all these long emails going like, I'm thinking of posting some videos, but I don't know what to do, which my strategy. And you're like, do it, just do it, just do it. And I was like thinking, thinking, thinking. And then finally I decided you're right. I just need to do it and not overthink it. And so I started posting my own videos. Yes. Which were sort of like, you know, just trying to figure out what my own voice was. And I wanted to do it for myself, but I also wanted to do it because that's what I teach all day and that's what I make kids do all day is create stuff that they're going to share and then I'm not doing it that's insane yeah and the thing is like I didn't tell you what to post because I can't tell you I cannot tell you what your story is and how to tell it no no not at all that that's something that each person has to figure out but themselves exactly and so what I chose to do was every single day for 30 days post a new video that, and it was and whatever. That was made that day. And, and it was all over the place with different experimental things. But I learned more in that 30 days probably than I did in the previous, like, three years of trying to produce content. Same here. And that was an unbelievable experience. It made me a better communicator. It made me better technically skilled. It made me a better teacher. It was this hugely valuable experience. And still, like, I'm still continuing to just finish the 30-day thing. Right. But the reason I bring it up yeah. is because because it's on the Internet. It is on the internet. I, I had a talking to today after school by some of my kids. Oh. <laughs> because it's on the internet and because we were, I mean, we we're broadcast just... our stuff on YouTube on a totally separate channel. And I, I would never, ever, ever promote my own personal stuff oh God, this in is the classroom hilarious, whatsoever. But I had So s- wait, why don't you tell everybody I, who's been the guest in your classroom? You have been the guest in my classroom. Okay, I've been visiting Tom's class. As our um, nice industry representative because you're doing in the real world what I'm teaching them in the classroom. Yes, and it was great because you have 250 kids, you have seven periods of classes teaching all this stuff every uh, grade in high school. And I wanted to see, you know, what he teaches to the freshmen, to the sophomores, to the juniors, and to the seniors. And it's all totally different, all so relevant. I mean, he was literally teaching Final Cut Pro Basics to freshmen, like a whole full <laughs> classroom of freshmen, and they all have Mac computers, and like, I mean, they're they're freshmen, but they're they freshmen have the lunch. they have the ability to learn that stuff <laughs> from Tom. Um, but I also introduced myself as a YouTuber. That's why I was invited to go to the classroom. Um, I'm dying of thirst. Oh, it's all good. But because I was representing, you know, what what does it mean to be an influencer, a vlogger, a YouTuber, stuff like that? I was explaining to them what ShareSpark Media is about and what story I'm telling and the benefits that have come because of it, that's what I was explaining to them right. with that said. So with that being said, you, you showed your, you, sh- you have a video that basically you took, you took the last 18 months of your life and condensed it down into four minutes to tell your story because, I mean, literally we have a show trying to explain what, what you're talking about and what we're talking about. <laughs> Share Spark TV. So how do you, you know, how do you explain that when someone says, so what do you do? So you have now, because of the last year and a half of your life, you have this four-minute concise, like, boom. It's almost like an elevator pitch, four-minute elevator pitch yeah. um, of what you're doing. It's on YouTube. Yes, it is. When YouTube, video end, when YouTube videos end, they like to go, hey, you should watch this one too. And so one that popped up was mine. <laughs> Which, like, immediately I was like, and, like, tried to minimize the window without, oh, like, saying. I didn't notice that during class? Yes. Oh. Yes. And so I didn't even realize There's that. observant kids that are like, what is that? 
that looked like. Oh, is that how they found it? And then, well, and if and if they watched any of your stuff, which they should, because it's super informative yeah, and interesting. Yeah, but you're like in the last ten videos. Exactly. So yeah. they're gonna be like, "What is this?" And, and I'm like, "Go check out Tom's channel, The yeah. Enthusiasm Project, on YouTube." And then and then some of them did, which is fine. Like, there's nothing inappropriate about it. It's just it's not my school related thing. It's just me like talking about whatever I want to talk about. But yeah. it's it's nothing offensive or bad. But. But after school today, I had a talking to, and I was stopped. As in, they were talking to you. I was stopped by four students, four seniors who were like Mr. Buck, and and they're and they're they're like they're like my like my support like my core group of supportive students who like understand they the absolutely trials love and tribulations Buck, of yes. this job, and they're like they were concerned <laughs> that that I that I had allowed freshmen to see that you had a YouTube channel my YouTube that I had a YouTube channel. And, and yeah, keep going. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, why is that bad?" And their response was, "Well, they're freshmen." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, have they done anything? Like, has it been an issue? Have they made a meme out of me? Like, is it a thing that's happening?" And like, "No, but they're freshmen." I was like, "Okay," and my response was, "I put it on the internet. Like, if I didn't want anyone to see it, I would have put it in a box under my bed or never made it. But no, I put it on the internet." To share, and my intention wasn't to like pimp it out to the kids that come in my class, but like if they stumble across it totally by happenstance on their own, I can't control that, and that's fine. To the internet, and ultimately, it's just me going, yeah, I'm doing the stuff that I'm making you do, because I believe in it, and I want to get better at it, and I want to understand it more. So I'm going to practice what I preach instead of making you do this stuff while I sit over here going like, oh, I would never put myself. But you know, I find it fascinating that they would be concerned. Yeah. Well, because they know. They know what happens on the internet. Is that is that I think that's where it came from. Because they know, like they they know to me what it is, it's like projecting their own fears. Well, one hundred percent because it's embarrassing. Oh my god, someone's gonna see the stuff that you made. Yeah, yeah I put it and on the internet. Want, they don't want you to be made fun of and stuff. Dude, I'm used to that. I'm fine. I wouldn't have done it if, I, like, if that was the problem. Well, I mean, I think your stuff is great. Like, I, I hit the bell, yo, so... I mean, the point is, regardless of who sees it, it was beneficial to me, and I'm happy to share it, and someone might see it. And it did lead to interesting conversations from other students who were like... Oh, I love this. Keep going. Yeah, I had one of my students who was like, so, you do have a channel. And I was like, well, it depends. <laughs> What's your follow-up question? And she goes, so... Through having a channel, did that help you be more comfortable on camera? And I was like, yeah, 100%. Like, I was okay before, but after doing that, like, you really learn how to either ignore the camera entirely. Or talk to it like it's your best friend. Or legitimately just, like, you look at that lens, that expressionless little lens, and you're just like, that's my buddy, and we're going to talk about some stuff. And you see, and you see your, your, your community. You see, like... You see the people that you know are going to see it. Because there's at least a couple, and some of them you might know who they are. And it feels like, oh, you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm talking to those people right yes, there. Yes, exactly. It is, you know, it's a one-sided conversation, but it's a conversation. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she launched off on this other idea she had where she's been struggling to create a video that wants to communicate an issue she's super concerned about. And through that and through other YouTubers, she now has a format and idea how to effectively express um, what's a pretty big concern to her. She was educated and empowered on how she could utilize digital media. It's almost as if she were... We're such dorks. That's fine because... 
I love it. Oh when God. you're share sparks, so you're free to be the biggest dork you want to be, or you're free to be the coolest guy you want to be, or you're free to be you're free to be whoever you want to be. Okay, really quick, let me read this comment. Uh, Sherman says it's sinking in, which is great. Let's see. Harry Kong says best practice is preventative measures and control what content is posted. More yes. importantly, be socially responsible so that content you don't want out there doesn't exist. Yes. Hashtag don't have to do it for the gram. I like that. What I does like that mean? It. Don't have to do it for the gram. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah, what does that mean? What is what is the point that's being communicated there? Uh, well, um, man, I don't know. That's, that's hard. So when people do it for the gram, it, it, they're referring to Instagram, first of all. Um, and... I mean, I think this is this is what happened when social media was first introduced to like human humans, is that we wanted to show the best parts of who we are and what we're doing and our lives. So it's like if you went to some special place or you were on vacation or something, of course you're gonna post this thing of you doing this amazing thing. Right. I feel like because I've been an early adopter of digital media, I actually don't do that anymore. I don't know why, but that's why it's like, oh, people do it for the gram. It's like, I have to go to this place. I have to you, get the beach picture. I have, I have to, to get yeah. the amusement park picture. I have to get the date night picture. Yeah, like you never put down your technology or your social media when you're on vacation because you got to do it for the gram. And it's like, well, I don't know. There's there's times, I mean, I'm also a vlogger, so I get it. I get like, there's I want to document everything. But there are times where I'm like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> Like it's fine. Well, there's a balance. I've I've been in situations with people where like we'll go somewhere, we'll go to the beach, we'll go to amusement park or something, and they'll be like on their phone the whole time. Yeah. Which isn't automatically a sign of evil or anything, <laughs> but you know they're on it and they're sort of like I kind of get worried the whole time. Like, are they having fun? They sort of seem bored. Maybe they seem a little mad. And then later that night or the next day, like you're on Facebook or whatever, and a thing pops up and it's like, oh my gosh. Best day ever, and and it's a picture of them like smiling, like it was like the four seconds that they like posed for like a, yeah. a selfie with a big smile, and you're like, this was not the experience that we That's had so yesterday. Scary to me, and that is where it gets really scary. But I think also where Harry's going with his point is preventative measures. So if if you don't want people to know or see or deal with something, don't. Put it out there. Yeah. I mean, like, literally think before you post and think of, you know, anything you put out there, everybody has access to. Your your friends, your family, your boss, your your neighbor, your whoever. And so, you know, it doesn't mean be fake in who you are. You should try to be authentic with whatever you're posting, but or at least I believe so. Um, unless you're playing a character of some kind, I guess, which is a totally separate thing. Right. Off, off topic. But if you don't, you know... If you're a teacher and you don't want a negative image, you shouldn't post like, here's my party, like weekend or whatever. Harry Kong just says, especially at parties, LOL. Well, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the, you, do, you don't, there's nothing wrong with going to parties. There's nothing wrong with being a responsible adult, like enjoying the things that a responsible adult can enjoy. But, you know, there's certain images to convey. If I'm going to, if I'm going to like look up a therapist or something and I go to Yelp or I go wherever and they pop up as like, this crazy party animal and all this stuff, you know? So here's what I think is the first step to becoming digitally literate. What? You said the <laughs> L word. Bum, bum, bum. Um, I feel that every person has to understand that when you are on the internet, 
you are a personal brand. You are a brand and you have to understand what it means to be a brand and the things that you do in person or what people can observe is one way that your brand can be portrayed and then it's also how people talk about you whether that's in person or online and if you I think that because I have a, a really good understanding of what my brand is I don't mind posting pictures or you know showcasing me partying but because that's my brand it's fine you know it doesn't discount from the mission of ShareSpark I, I at least I don't think so uh, but if your brand is you know, you are a therapist that's supposed to like provide professional therapy to people, you know, and you're like, I don't know, doing beer bongs or something, then maybe that's not on brand. Right. And then that, that's, oh, we need to do a whole thing about branding. Yeah. Like, you, next week. <laughs> yes. So if you don't know, Heather's the queen of like personal Work. branding <laughs> yes. and marketing and, but in, in an effective, authentic way. And that, yeah, I mean, Thank we should you. all pay you to attend that course. So <laughs> Thank you. Maybe you could provide, like, snippets for us. Cause oh, totally. I, of course. When you do it, I'll just be here, like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, we should do that. I like I'll, that idea. I'll be sitting over there watching and just, like, oh, taking notes. Oh, Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, you were just... Yeah, so anyway, like, you, you should understand that... How did I explain it? Um, basically, whatever you put out there, you might have an intention, right? But you have to understand that just like this guy had an intention with his meme, thinking it was going to be really funny and he was going to get like, you know, cred or something because it's hilarious that these are the girls that I like and these are the girls that like me. Um, when it also, when you have a brand, you also have to understand that your intention <laughs> might not be what people understand. Like they can have a completely different interpretation of the content that you're putting out there and your brand at the end of the day is the brand that people formulate of you, not what you put out, but it is based on what you put out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, that goes with like everything. Cause I was an English major and we studied like author independence where, you know, there an author writes a story or a piece of, a piece of writing, they send it out in the world with their intentions and then it's interpreted 10,000 different ways. Exactly. And what is the validity of each of those interpretations? And the answer is, like, a lot of them can be super valid, even if they go against what the author intended. But the author still, you know, it's still up to them to produce the work and share it and publish it, knowing that. Yes, exactly. All right. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that, was, that was a good conversation. I like that one. I liked where we went with that. Yeah. So it's 8.47. It is 8.47. It is 8.47. Um, how are you guys... Sherman says, wanting to vlog and take photos gets me out of my room. Definitely. So my, my question to Sherman, which maybe he could respond if he's watching, is have you done that yet? Vlog? Yeah, like, I, mean, I just, I want to know, because he said wanting to vlog and get out of here, but I want to, like, have you, have you grabbed a camera and done something yet? Uh, by the way, that's a doji. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yes. So the answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a doji from YouTube. Oh, everyone has all these usernames, all these different brands. Okay, see, that was what are supposed to be our second topic. We don't have time for it anymore, but how Facebook is a social media platform and YouTube is a search engine. And a, a big component of that is that on YouTube, people use aliases and uh, user handles. And that's why it's not translating to you that that's the same person because it's not the same name. That's a, oh, that's such a rich topic. Future, future uh, episode. 
the difference uh, the difference between YouTube and Facebook because <laughs> I, to, yeah. I didn't understand that until you brought it up. That we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Yeah, YouTube, yeah, it yeah. um, blew my mind, shifted my whole perspective on things. Yeah. So with that said, let us know what you think. Do you guys understand? Like, how do you feel about seeing your internet presence as a personal brand? Does that make sense to you? Do you think that helps you figure out what you should create since that's what we are trying to get you to do by share sparking you um when people say like oh i want okay i get i get the importance of it but what should i post does that help you now that you're understanding what a brand is yeah that's that's you know, the million dollar question yep and i think we're gonna end there unless you got anything else to add there was something there was something else i was gonna say but your brand. About my brand? Yeah. My brand? Yeah, you're a yeah, brand, man. So what is my brand? The Enthusiasm Project. Well, I know. Go check them out on YouTube. I know that, but I mean, like, <laughs> how do you, how do you, how, okay, how yeah, do I like, discover what my brand is? Okay. Because that, that's the question, because you're going to have people who hear that and they go, okay, that's I need true. a brand, I need to do this. What is it? Well, okay. And that's my question, too. To me, um, I started out with this is my story a very general like story i am an entrepreneur and i'm trying to build this movement called share spark media what it looks like i don't know and what my journey's gonna look like i don't know so that that was my story then i did like 25 blogs and then based on that data i was able to be like okay i think i'm i'm narrowing in you know i'm also a vlogger i discovered I discovered that vlogging was an art form, so I decided, you know, I, I approached it more from like, okay, I'm an artist, I'm a creator, and then that honed my brand, and then another 25 vlogs and the same thing, and another 25 vlogs, etc. So I feel like you can't predict, you know, what your final brand is, but you just need to know like what it is that you stand for and what you're passionate about and create content about that. And you're not going to know what that is immediately. Yeah. You have to get into it to figure it out. Exactly. So you and have to start, you have to take the baby steps. Yeah. When you start building a following too, like if you decide to go that far uh, or connect with people that you don't know, which is ideal, um, you start to have a conversation just like we are with you guys. You have a dialogue with people who are, who are looking to you for insight and information and help about whatever it is that you're sharing. So... That will help you, like, oh, people are asking me more questions about personal branding. Maybe I should be the personal brand expert, for example. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's quite yeah. helpful to me. Great. Well, uh, let's see. Harry says, scary and enlightening. I'm a corporate <laughs> puppet. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. And it's so, it's so hard to, because in the world of digital media, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to keep, like, bringing up new points, but in the world no, of... No, yeah, it's fine. In this hey, new world, your, um, y there used to be a time where you'd clock out at work and you were done. Oh, dude. And then you were you. I don't even remember. I mean, when I say used to be a time, I mean, I'm literally talking about a different era. I'm not, I'm not even talking about, like, our specific journeys or lives. But that used to be the thing. You had your work life and then you had your, your home life. And they could be totally separate. You could work with someone for years and not know, like, are they married? <laughs> Do yeah. they have a kid or not? Like, Do what's they have the deal? A dog? Yeah. Um, that's different now because, I mean, your boss, it's not uncommon for bosses or clients or whoever to text you at, you know, 2 a.m. on a Saturday and, yep. like, expect a response right away. And so it is really hard because it's scary if you have something that you want to share but you know you can't fully disconnect from your 
uh, your professional side. Yeah. And you have to find you have to find that balance. And I think the more that people do that, the more that people try to branch out and do it, the more we will all see that we're each, a, you know, we're a spectrum of things. We're not just the professional 24 hours a day, but we're not just the party animal 24 hours a day. We're like people. And that's the reason I specifically have vlogs where I am partying because I want to dispel that, you know, like if I have a picture of me in a dress because I was dressing up to go out on a Friday night with my girlfriends, like that doesn't mean that I'm dumb, you know? And I feel like there's, there's that stereotype, I swear. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Yes. The woo girls. Woo! Yes. And that's it. Okay. I should have did that. <laughs> but I, you know what I mean. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And that's why I try to, I'm very particular about showing all sides of the story. Like, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is hard. Sometimes I just need to have a night out or, you know, here's me just buried in ideas and I have no idea what I'm doing. Or here's me celebrating a success and being on Share Sports TV. And that kills the whole it's for the gram thing because you see, you don't see the highlight reel, you see everything. Yep. And that makes you a full-fledged person, which then I see and I go, oh, I'm also a person with things and ideas and imperfections and, you know, struggles. And I could share that. And someone else sees it and shares it. And the more and more that people do that, the, the less and less stigma there will be. And also the more and more yes. understanding there will be. I feel like that's where we're going to go. That's what's going to happen as social media becomes um, intertwined with more people's lives. Right. Yep. Uh, Harry Kong wants to clarify. <laughs> Sorry, I was being sarcastic. Text doesn't convey tone very well. But on the social scope, luckily my work and hobby is one in the same. It's right. True. Well, that's, I mean, that's living the dream. Yeah. Like, if you can do that, then you're... Yeah. Well, with that said, I think we should end. I think we wrapped it up. We, we, we yeah, I don't know. We took this in a place I didn't expect to take it, but I honestly enjoyed the journey. So yeah, it was good. I'm good. I, feel, I like that. Yeah. We'd love feedback on the show, guys, because as you can tell, and as, you know, we've been saying, premiere episode was on Tuesday. This is our second episode. And we we want the show to evolve. We we don't. I mean, as digital media evolves, it's going to evolve. So. But we also we also want to make it as effective as possible. Yes. So if that means like, you know, we're limited as a two person crew, but but if we I don't know if there's anything we can do to make the show more engaging and more you know helpful helpful beneficial whatever it is like we want to do that we want to we want to be a useful platform for yes, discussion definitely so. Uh, send us your questions. We are going to be going live every Tuesday and Thursday. So if there's a story that you think that we should cover for the next episode, you know, shoot us a yeah. message or leave us a comment. Or if there's something about digital media that you have a question on, maybe there's like an abbreviation that you keep seeing. You don't know what it is, like meme <laughs> or whatever else. Feel free to ask and Tom and I will cover it for you. And make sure to make sure to like or follow the Facebook page because we also want to, before shows air, send out requests for, you know, ideas, for questions, for Definitely. things to address on the show that you want to see. And so we want to make sure your voices get heard at every possible opportunity. Yep. So with that said, this is Share Spark Media. Share your story. Spark your potential. Heather. Yeah. I need to go tell my story before someone else does. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.